Welcome back to the Nightlife Podcast, Season 3, Episode 17. Alright, so today, it is extremely, extremely uh, sunny and hot over here in Miami. And my guest is someone who is probably not happy that he just had to turn off um, the heater all the way from Minnesota. I want to introduce my new friend, um, Angel. Let me bring you over. Angel Ramirez, how are you, my man? I'm doing good. Trying to keep warm over here in Minnesota. There you go. Angel, first of all, I have to say thank you, man. You are the first person that I bring onto the show and brings my book with you. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. It's usually the other way around. They come to the show and then they take the book, a new book. But, okay. you know, I'm, I'm glad that, that this time is the other way around. So, all right. So, Angel is a promoter. Angel, well, DJs, what would you call yourself, actually? Let's go there first. Uh, I mean, I've been DJing for about 19 years. And I, I've been doing that since I, well, I originally from California. And I grew up DJing. I moved to Minnesota. But at the same time, while I DJed, I also, we, me and my wife did photography, we do professional videos, so I'm all over the place, um, but I guess I'm, I'm a DJ first, but where I'm at right now in my, my, my nightlife career, um, I'm a promoter because I also have a group of DJs that I bring out to my nights. Because I can't just focus on DJing; it's about the whole event. So Correct. I kind of I kind of do everything if I have to. But for most, I'm a promoter and a DJ. So when I feel like jumping in, the night's already at the prime time. I want to jump in. I tell the guys, "Hey guys, let me get on," and I go in there and do half hour set. And so I still do both. I still consider myself my a DJ. I have it in the background, but it stays here at right. the office, and the guys bring their gear and everything. So I still DJ. I think. That's where the, my first love of that came in is the music, and when I grew up, saw the nightlife. So I was I was always involved some way somehow. You know. So first of all, let me tell you, you have a face that I had. I mean, I would never think <laughs> you're talking about wife and you know you've been yeah. doing this 19 years. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were like 22, 23 years old. <laughs> I so. I just turned I just turned 20. Oh no, I turned 30. The, there you on go. November. So see, that's good. Now, you're already lying about your age. <laughs> no, a real promoter. I because it's a it's a late it's a late birthday. It was in November, so I just okay. turned thirty. I still can't get over the point that I turned thirty years old. Yeah, yeah. So, it still feels young. <laughs> so you're a DJ. Have you been DJing in uh, Minnesota all this time? When I moved out here when I was fifteen, me and my dad were doing mobile, like the weddings, the quinceañeras over there in California. Right. So we actually still brought our equipment, and we have one family member that lived in this state. Mm -hmm. And we got a couple of gigs from their family friends. So I did. I, I continued to do the private parties. I was still like 15. So this year in September, I'm going to actually live in Minnesota the other half of my life, 15 years. Nice. So I still I still continued it. I still have a wedding company. We, Me and my, you know, like I said, I have a team, my wife, and I have a couple other DJs that we do photography, video, and DJing for weddings. So, right. you know. That's what we specialize in. We do a lot of weddings. Okay, so so yes. let me ask you: After 19 years DJing, uh, you know, or or when exactly was it that you decided, you know what? Let me let me add this to the resume. I want to be not just the guy behind the booth, but the guy that is also 
on the other side and and you know not being able to play all night even though i'm sure that's yep. probably your 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 love you know the love of music is never going to go away and and playing yep. but 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 in the end when did you decide all right let me be in, in this other side of the equation i think it was 2013 okay so what was that seven years ago right it was too serious but i started to you know try to brand my name better and everything but um i I started throwing smaller events, smaller scale. I think what I got addicted to is getting results, you know? Right. So that that's the main thing, you know, bringing people out to your parties, having them have a good time. Mm -hmm. And and the the thing that made it fun for me was I would throw them in not just a, like, because, you know, nobody's going to give you good spots right away. I would throw them in suburbs, wherever, and people will go and people will show up. Right. I did all the hard work. I did the nightclubs on the bad nights that nobody wanted to do on the right. Wednesday nights. The Thursdays, and right. from there, I would, you know, I would gain new, new. No, I'll make new relationships. I need, I meet new people. Five years later, when I have somewhere else that's really nice, they they followed me there too. But they remember the day when I was DJing in front of 50 people or definitely. 25. So you have to pay your dues. You know, you got to start oh, yeah. somewhere. And and you know what? There's a lot of people that that get discouraged when when they go and they say, you know what? I want to take a gig here and and promote this place and they go no you know what i got tuesday nights for you that's the only thing i'm going to give you uh either sometimes it's because of the demographic of the people that we move you know unfortunately mm -hmm. and then they don't want a certain crowd on a certain day it happens to all of us sometimes it's um just because you don't have a big name yet you don't have you know yeah. and 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 they don't know who you are and they don't know what to expect but the point is that you got to show up and you got to do it and you got to grow from there and, and and i understand you've been doing that so yeah So then I know that you 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 wrote to me a while back and I know you had read the book first that yep. was that was one of the the reasons that you wrote to me and and I understand that you were you know trying to just become bigger in that in yep. this in this whole industry. Tell me a little bit more about that. So I think real serious where I'm I've been taking it was at least maybe the last two years So before I moved to this new place where I'm at, is it's in Uptown now. It's called Mansion Uptown. Before I made that move, I was at a place before that that was like the best nightclub in town. Um, I think I was there for about five years. I was pretty comfortable there. I was comfortable with what I was making and everything. And then I... You where, know, I said where you, I'm sorry, were you DJing and promoting or just... I was doing both. Okay. So I was doing both. And, you know, I got to make a living off of it where I, you know, I don't have to have a regular job and I only had to work once, once, once a week. And it was fun, but, but it took me, by the way, first you don't call this a regular job or now you do? Now I do. There yeah. There's a lot of plannings, but this is before. You Correct. Know, so, um, I would, you know, I did that. And then the, one of the owners from this place contacted me and letting me know if I want to go over to this new space. I, I re actually declined the first time, and then he contacted me again on the summer. Can I, can I ask you what made you say no first? I was comfortable, and yeah. when you're comfortable and you're making good money and you're comfortable with that, um, having change, especially because then you know you you're stuck thinking like, are people really coming out here for for the events that I'm throwing, or are they just out here because we made this the hot spot, you know? Right. And that was that was a big. So you start big, doubting yourself. You don't even know if you're exactly. really the reason this is happening, or you know, am I good enough for that other thing? Am I gonna flunk there? And then, so, yeah. So I wrote down pros and cons, and I think the main thing was, like I said, we had a good five year run, 
And on top of that, I was writing the, you know, nobody, there was no Latinos that would do events in Uptown. Like that's right. like not even for them. You right. know, a lot of them do live in Uptown, but it's unheard of. So it was a risk too. Like I was risking moving over there. Are people really going to come out? How's the parking? And no one's ever done it. So then I started thinking, I wrote everything down, the pros and cons. And, you know, it's something new. They have a, a two-level patio. They have hookah. And it was both 18 and 21 plus in different levels. So I thought about it. I wrote it down. And I took, I took I, the second time he called me was in the summer. And I said, okay, let's do it. And what the crazy thing was, I let the old owner know that she, you know, I, I finished on a Saturday. And I let her know that. I will no longer be working there. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, shook her hand. She's kind of upset, really upset, you know. Right. And she's asking me, where are you going? Didn't wish me the best, wished me the worst. <laughs> and, you know, I still ended up shaking her hand because I'm not, I don't like starting problems or anything. Right. And one week, in one week on that Sunday, I put a, I put an announcement that I'm no longer at this venue anymore, that I'm going to switch over to a new place. I posted pictures throughout the years that I was at that place and I got so much comments, so much feedback that they were saying, wherever you're going, man, we're going to follow you. That one week later in seven days, we did the grand opening. In seven days, I managed to put in like 600 people in that venue. There was a line down the, the block, like no one's ever seen that before. So, right. you know, people were standing in line for two hours. I mean, it was pretty crazy. And we had a decline like 300 people right so it, i you know i i thought it was gonna you know and with the owner i we agreed that you know we're gonna let it you know give a couple of months how you know let it build up and everything but it happened i can honestly say it i don't think it ever happens but it happened like overnight like right the so there's transition I mean, there are two 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 ways to start when you're starting a new night a new club and promoting a new venue um, and depending on the venue and depending on the, you know, the promoter, say the company that's promoting, you, you can either go from, from little to big and grow something, you know, steady, you know, mm -hmm. little by little, or you can go all in and first day is sell out and crazy numbers whatsoever. That is probably the best way. It's, it's mm -hmm. because it gets that word of mouth started right away. First of all, yep. you know, people start yep. talking about it right away. Sometimes when you get clients, when you're starting to grow something from little to, to, to big and you go little by little, people show up on the wrong night. It wasn't that yep. great. And then word of mouth also goes the other way around. So, mm -hmm. so, so it's a good thing when you prepare how much time, you know, that's, that's the thing you do this in seven days, then it mm -hmm. kind of shows you, I mean, I'm good at this. You know, people are actually yep. following me. Um, yep. Did you have a, so, a company by that time? Is it the company that you're using now? I or? didn't. It was just, it was just under my name. Just Angel Ramirez. And just Angel Ramirez, and that's it. I, you know, I started branding it with this new night because I'm like, right. So I was, you know, I did it. We did our one year anniversary last summer, right. And when I took it to the next step was now starting to branch out. So I, it was a year. It's pretty, it's pretty consistent. Mm -hmm. um, and then. I said I want to do a Thursday night and I want to do a Saturday night. So I launched one, you know, we did the Thursday one. It went really well, but at the place, it's a rooftop and the people want to go there in the summer. They don't want to go in there in the winter. Right. We, we did it. We did it from, we did it. We started kind of late. Um, that's the first time I started with a partner. So my, okay. the whole Friday night has been me and by myself. 
and you know I have sub promoters now and I have people that help me out but for this new place that I did on Thursdays I partnered up with somebody and it, you know it's you know big what? different you know what partnership is something I want to talk about but let me let me touch mm -hmm. on one little thing before we go into talking about partners and partnerships um, people that are listening out there uh, promoters sub promoters owners managers anybody that's in marketing what did you do that you know for you what do you think was it that made you be able to bring 600 people from one venue to another within a week what what do you think oh, made that happen no no nobody saw the behind the scenes everybody just think i mean if you just think about it it happened overnight or whatever but right. um be, between that sunday that i made that you know that post between there i contact you know so there's one thing that i did when i listened to your post um and to your videos I was smart and I collected my database. Um, since the, the beginning, I had a phone just for all my VIP clients. Right. And I collected over now, I have almost 700 VIP numbers. So I reached out to them before any of the new automatic stuff. Right. Personally texting them by their name and like Correct. saying, you know, hey man, I, I, and then not only text messages, the ones that I know more than an acquaintance, I would call them and let them know. Right. and that so it was a lot of phone calls it was a lot of text messaging i didn't even do email i didn't even do email back then it was just right. text messaging phone calls and facebook and instagram and right. but a lot so I was you know on it so you know for a fact that the personal factor is the most important oh that you know? that that was the because that first night the place has about 50 um 50 booths patio and inside right and i sold it i sold it out by the middle of the week and it was sold out and there was a waiting list. But, you know, that, that was what was crazy. Not everybody could have gotten a table that night. Right. So, but nobody, it didn't just happen overnight. Phone calls. Of course. Text messages. And it was a lot of work, a lot of work that I had to put in. Right. It's, it's one of those things that people show up and go, man, I wish I had your job. You know, it's so much fun just going out and partying. With yeah. it. And you're here. That's, going what, that's, like what, a, that's what they think. Yeah. They don't see the behind the scenes. Right. The now the planning, everything is it's a lot of work. You Correct. Know, so. It's still beautiful. I think that's what, yeah. It's still beautiful, yep. but it's you know, and you gotta love what you're doing. You know, it's not for everybody. Yeah. It's not definitely for yeah. everybody. But um, if you've been around for almost 20 years, you know, um, between mm -hmm. the DJing and and now you know on this side of the when, the, the court, so you know, the, the way I got into the big nightclub, the one that was there for five years, um, I actually went in as a photographer. Okay. you know to get into the nightlife scene and from the photography um i got to meet the promoter that was there before and he hired me for maybe 20 events and you know i got to see the nightlife i got to meet the dj and what's crazy now the dj that was djing there um me and him are like really good friends now and he's my he's my main dj all my events he's the guy there nice because you know, he let me open up because you know I'll go in there. Hey, I DJ too. Who doesn't say that, right? Right. And they gave me, they gave me, a, they gave me a shot. But you know, like I said, you got to pay your dues. I will only do from ten to eleven o'clock when nobody's there. Uh -huh. And I did that for a while. When I came back for myself, they hired me as a DJ. And when they saw that I was bringing people, um, they hired me as a promoter. Right. But if it wasn't for that DJ Paul, um, I wouldn't be. I don't think I would have been at the position. It, was, it just happened perfectly, you know, and he called me, hey, Angel, can you come and DJ with me? And I'm like, well, 
I told him, well, if I'm just going to be opening it up, I don't think so, man. I need to do some other sets throughout the night because it's not worth it for me, you know? Nobody's there. And he said, no, it's not going to be like that. And I got in there, you know, talked to the owners. I actually got to talk to the owners this time and made a big difference. Right. And now we have a, now we have a really good relationship. Um, I work with him now. He owns this new venue on Fridays. Um, and he owns another new venue in a different city, 90 minutes away. And I have I have two Saturday nights right now, so it's it's crazy how I'm doing all of that. But See. I think relationships and um, building good, you know, staying being cool with everybody. Right. But you know, you're gonna right. meet some people that you shouldn't do business with, and you learn the hard way. But I think having good relationships, being a man of your word, um, working hard is just gonna pay off no matter what. Right. And it's not about you know getting a table and having drinks and having girls around, right? <laughs> No, that's what no. some people think. That's what the promoters are, you know. And I that's see a lot a, of promoters, oh, but they don't last. Right, yeah. right, right. And, and those are probably, you know, and that's all right because we need some of those. That's you know, most that are being sub promoters don't take these as serious and don't want to take it further, you know, as as you and I, you know, want to want to yep. do so. Um, so, all right, let me let me get onto that subject that I wanted to talk about it and and its partnerships because it's one that you have actually asked me about also. Um, And are you by yourself right now? Let me let me ask you, what's going on with you and partnerships currently? So last year, I did partner up um, for those Thursday nights. We had good events. We just started them too late in the summer. We think we started in August. Right. After Labor Day, it, it slowed down because it got really cold. But we stopped. We stopped and we say, let's let's end it with bang. Let's do the Halloween event. Correct. And then let's let's follow up from there. We're talking and we're thinking of coming back in May, which from we will go for May until Labor Day again, and that's it. Because that, like I said, that venue people are only gonna, especially because it's a Thursday. If it was a Saturday or something, then it would be different. But since it's a Thursday night, the crowd that we're attracting a lot, not as much go out. But on the Halloween was our best event there. We we did some crazy numbers. It was jam packed. Even the couple of theme events we had, they were good. But um, I, we didn't keep going. Uh, we were, you know, we were thinking about it. Should we go through this crazy? These winters here are crazy. Yeah. And if it's Thursday night and it's negative 10 degrees, that many people really won't go out. But when it's Friday and Saturday, it's, it's a good excuse because we're done with the work week. Let's go have fun and let's go party. So it's totally right. different, you know. Right, definitely. So no, no partnerships as of right now. Um, just I have my second night, my Saturday. I launched it, I think, around Halloween. Perfect timing. And this place is at two, three levels. It's a restaurant downstairs. The second floor has a beautiful venue, and that's where we're doing our parties right now. And in the summer, we're gonna transition over to the rooftop, which has like the best view of the city. So right. we're excited about that. We know right now it's not gonna be the busiest, but in the in the summer, it's gonna everybody's gonna remember it. But by then. We already built the name for it, so cool. um, I've been I've been at it since November first, I believe, Dia de los Muertos, and right. it's been it's been going really good. It's building up. Um, you know, it's not even the same. Not all the same people that come to our Friday events. It's like a different crowd. That's awesome. You know, we get that's, we get some, but not all of them. It's two different nights. Right, so. but that's that's actually good. That's actually a very very good and important you know thing you're touching on there. Having different parties throughout a week. Some some people believe a promoter or a promoting company 
have only one kind of clientele or or one group of people and those are the same ones that go everywhere wherever they go you know mm -hmm. and the good news is when you are building different groups of people different clients that are going to different venues that's when you're actually building something bigger for the future that's that's when things start to open up as to the possibility of you becoming an owner at some point if that's something you wanted to do uh, because yep. that means you probably have the opportunity of bringing different crowds in different days when you're mm -hmm. a promoter that only caters to that one group you all even even if you owner you know you own a new club you op you open your place you end up having to hire other promoters to still do other nights which might end up being part of what you do but mm -hmm you will still have the possibility of doing at least two nights on your own venue, which most most owners don't end up really doing because it's co very complicated to do, you know? They're going to choose what day or they're going to come out. Like. Right, exactly. So, and then you start spreading your, your crowd. If you have, you know, a thousand people and the venue holds 600, then you're only going to have 500 each day. You know, you don't know which day is going to, you know, be better. So it's a good thing that you have that kind of problem <laughs> where it's different people. Yeah. And we, yes, we're, um, how can I say, it's a Latin company, the one I'm building, Escape Latin Parties. But at the same time, I, I, I'm not 100% as in, like when you come to our parties, it's people know. Open, our, open format for yeah, Latin crowd. Format, yep. And it's not, it's more heavy on reggaeton. Um, we throw in bachata, we throw in some merengue, but we don't really dive deep into like salsa. Right. We don't. It's not like where the salsa dancers want to go dance. Correct. It's, it's an open. For, a lot of, yeah, I get yeah, it. It's, it's what's what's happening, you know, worldwide, really. You know, like we've been doing that for five years, yeah. and I think that's what's worked for us because a lot of our VIP clients, not all of them are Latino. They like Latin music because it's right. what's popular right now. They like Latina women, and for yeah. Saturdays, we are getting more of a diverse crowd. So we almost want to brand it more as an open format. I mean, come on, did you did you see the Super Bowl halftime? Yeah, yeah. I so mean, it, we're everywhere, you know. Yes, yeah, so that was pretty exciting to watch, and you know, you know, everybody dances it. We get people from you know Africa and people from all over the world that go on Saturday nights. I can't call it international night because we still it's probably eighty percent Latin, right? And then twenty percent other. So we call that over here. We call for ourselves, which is kind of what we do. We call it um, open format with Latin vibes, you know, and okay. because we go it's mostly latin and and the crowd is also mostly latin but we are open to everybody else that's actually okay. where the the name lmg which is my company comes from which is la misma gente the same people we are all the same and, and we cater to everybody um which is also a smart thing to do by the way you you yep. you don't want to you know do parties for mexicans only or nicaraguans yep. or honduras Colombia. you know try to be open Try to have as many people as possible, but try yeah. to, you know, understand what it is that you provide. You know, this is the kind of music that we have. This is the ambience that we have, the kind of venues that we want to be with. And, you know, so so and I, don't get outside and I of think, that. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's one thing that's helped me out. I mean, now where I'm at, I can't say I'm at where I want to be, but I'm better than where I was at before. Right. But I know right now I can, I got so many venue offers. When I made that switch and I made all that buzz. Okay. Um, a lot of venues offered me to work with them, but I I'm re I picked venues that look really nice too. There I you. think that's what matters because, like nice. I said, there's other companies and other people that do Latin nights or you know try to do open format, 
but the venues that they go work with they don't look you know upscale or anything so right. i'm only trying to associate myself with that too with my brand you people have to. dress up for their parties and you know people if they're asking about dress code then i mean you shouldn't even come to the event if it's you know depends on what they're trying to wear but all of that i'm think i think about it like they i got venue offers that you know i would have taken it with a heartbeat back in the day but now right I almost pick and choose where I want to go. That's, and that's, that's the a good thing. Now you get to choose. Now you get to pick, and yep. and it's and it's. I bet you it's going to continue to be that way for a long time. Yeah. You know, and and you're also going to have to start saying no a lot more than than what you think. Um. So Angel, before I give you my my idea on on partnerships, okay, mm -hmm. I want to ask you one one thing, and yep. and that's being that you're one of the few people that I've had here. You know, the other one is actually the Shay that's been on the podcast that has read the book and also going through through the, the beginner course um, that I have what what do you think is you know how has that helped you or how you know how has it been helpful <laughs> as a matter of fact you know tell me a little bit about that so what's crazy I mean throughout these years when I was learning you know I learned the hard way when not knowing anything about anything about the promotion company or So I would always search YouTube, Google, you know, it's, it's, this is not a like a normal job where you can go to the store and buy a book. Now you can, but mm -hmm. um, back then, no, you couldn't get. And then everybody's very quiet about it. They're not going to talk. It's very confidential. And I and I understand it is confidential. Right. But other promoters, I mean, would not give the knowledge, you know, Correct. they will. They won't tell you. You got to learn your hard way. When I read your book. I was doing some of that stuff already, but a lot of it I wasn't. And I read the book in one day. I sat and I read it. Awesome. But, you know, I picked up a lot of things from there, but then I still go back to it. That's why I have it in my office. Right. The course was, it was, it was nice. I liked it. Um, but I didn't like how it was, you know, I couldn't go to the next. I mean, it was for a reason, you know, so you can. Right. But I think, I think I was somewhere towards the bottom already like doing my own events so it wasn't a first step promoting but it's good for someone like when i started and i wanted to get my feet wet it's perfect because it gives right. you all of everything you yeah need to you, know. and you better get ready for what's coming because now now <laughs> now now that the one that where you're at uh, is coming yep. out i know it's something that that's gonna blow your mind but so so to explain a little bit about what uh what angel's talking about is the course that i have is is for beginner a, be, a beginner level so And and, and 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 intermediate, I would say. Now, yeah. so so it kind of gives you A through C of what you have to do in a way if you're a sub-promoter. Yeah. It's really dedicated for a sub-promoter. And then the main promoter course, which is what's coming, is you know, what Angel is. Now, mm -hmm. you know, the head of his company and all that kind of stuff. That it's, This is goes more towards that. And it actually talks about partnerships and all that kind of stuff too. So, um, yeah. and it'll be also a lot faster to go through. The reason is... I set it up in a way where it's actually like level one, level two, level three, level four. You have to wait 15 days to go from one to the other because people that are beginners, I wanted them to go through the whole actually yep. doing that and making the phone calls and getting their contracts and getting all this stuff done, making sure they didn't jump from what, you know, right. Boom, boom, boom. And it, and it's very powerful information. Right. Like I said, um, it's, I, a lot of it was in your book. So that's right. why I was like, I already know this stuff. But main things that I picked up that I can think about right now is the database, how important how important the database is, right? Um, which I've been doing for the last two years. I think I, now I have like 1,500 emails. Awesome. Uh, for the text messages, about 800. 
and that's very important and it's and i have it organized you know from where they came from what venues i had i haven't gotten too crazy how you how you do it from female to male right. i haven't done that i need i need to go in and dig really good you will too, you will you will yeah um, all of that it's good man it's really good information you're not going to hear that nowhere else and um which one else the most important one that i picked up from the course was pre-planning your events like we even dig into like do the third week because main you know people get paid that week it's not at the end it's not in the beginning third right. week is usually like the best time for a theme event or anything and it works man and how you said don't throw an event right away we'll do you know plan it out for three weeks coming soon start launching the flyers and everything so all that stuff works yeah. the pictures see i got more into video and i will start posting a lot of videos of the events but what i lost i lost um doing pictures this last week or two i ba i got back to it and started posting pictures every day because i know in the course it says post pictures people don't want to see flyers every day it's a right. repetitive flyer it gets boring right. you start posting pictures of people having fun at your events they're gonna be who is that or you know where is this yes you start getting all these questions and yes. your engagement everything goes up so that's yeah. part of my job now every day i post for each event that I have, I post at least three to four pictures a day. Awesome. And I, I have actually seen your videos, by the way. You know, when you yep. get all the people outside in the line, I saw it for Halloween yep. and you actually yep. put it on the on, inside the, the private group for the students and all yep. that. So so it's 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 great. All video pictures, anything that can show what's happening in your event, event is going to be a beautiful thing. Um, Angel, and thank you. Thank you for your review, by the way. But um, yeah. all right. So let me let me um, get into, what, you know, the, the subject of partners. Um, the, 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 the pros and cons and the vert, you know, should I have a partner or not? The, the reality of this is that it's not the same thing for everybody. You know, it's, 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 you know, what, however you feel more comfortable. I, what is my recommendation? I always talk about the fact that I think having three partners in general is the best thing to do now for one reason. And I, and I'm not talking about partners the way that you're seeing partners. Okay. The partnerships that you're talking about for one, sorry, for one day specifically or for one party, I see them here as mergers, you know, where two companies join forces and they partner for an event, but they're okay. not really partners in the company, you know? Okay. So the partnerships that I talk about usually have to do more with actual partners of the company, you know? Uh, yeah. being, you know, Angel, Roger, and Huang. You know, the three people that are doing this together um, and everybody has their own responsibilities and, and jobs and whatever, you know, and their compensation. And I like it when those three have the same, you know, also percentage of the company. There's a reason for this. One of them, and the main reason is the fact that votes <laughs> make sense mm -hmm. when you have three people. When you have two partners in a company, then when you're 50-50 on a decision, it, yep. it's complicated because a lot of times you may feel like, man, I really want to do this. And your partner may be like, no, that's not going to work. I don't like it, whatever it may be. And you have number one, you could be like, all right, you, you may not do it, you know, because of the fact that your partner doesn't want to. Number two, you guys may do it. And then your partner may say, I told you so. Or you may be not, you know, maybe the person that doesn't like it, maybe you're the one that doesn't like the idea, but you guys do it anyway. And then you go, man, I, sh I told you and you don't feel comfortable because you guys ended up doing something that you weren't happy about. So, so it becomes a little complicated. When you have a third vote, it helps in that sense. 
Now, a lot of people think, yeah, but if I partner up with two people, then I'm splitting my, my, my money with those two people. Yeah, but those two people are supposed to be bringing also sales. It, the numbers are supposed to go up. So this is where, where the whole you know, thing comes to, you, know, you have to start measuring. What kind of venue? Is it scalable where you're working at? How many people can you actually bring to work with you? How many subs can you hire? How many? How much can I actually sell more than what I already do? Am I already at sellout level? You talked to me about having 50 tables at this venue and 600 people and, and all 50 booths being sold out that day, that first night, for example. If you bring two partners in, are you going to be able to sell more booths? No, there's no more booths. Now, mm -hmm. are you going to be able to sell more at the bar? Are you know? Are you gonna be able to bring a better clientele, um, and maybe upsell those booths instead of a five hundred dollar booth at a thousand dollar booth? Those kinds of things. That's when you start measuring those. What kind of partner do you have? And also, and then the main thing is just somebody that you feel completely like you know you trust the person. And of course, at the beginning, this is always a learning process. You know what I mean? Yep. Like. Like, like you're talking to me about the DJ that's now your main DJ, for example, and yep. he, he's somebody who's become your friend. He's the one, the go-to guy for you when it comes to music, which is a very important position in the company, by the way. Um, yep. And then also, um, this is a guy that you know opened his doors towards you too at the beginning. So, yep. so, I'm, so I'm sure you got, you know, if, if someone like that was in the picture and had. The potential to become a partner in in that they could move the people they could hire sub promoters they could get great venues all the things that you know how to do also then some of that pressure starts you know to spread between more people and it's a good idea in that sense but if you have everything under control and you are not stressing out and you think that you can still control it you know that's fine now i do believe that there's always room to grow you have two parties on Saturday currently, for example, yep. you know, two venues that are 90 minutes apart, you know, um, therefore, it would be a nice idea to have one there, one here, and just one company instead of merging with other companies. You know what I mean? Like yep. if one of those people were willing to be a part of your company um, instead of having their own and maybe their own, theirs not growing that much, it, it, it just it really depends on the different relationships with different companies. Also, sometimes you want to do a, a, a partnership with someone, but they don't want that. They just want to merge. They want to use their brand and, and they want to build on their brand. Then you have to think, is this something I want to do? Um, am I going to be building them instead of building my brand? You know, then so so that's why I like I like partnerships when everybody's kind of focused on the same thing. And when you're throwing a party, you are doing this for a few reasons. One of them is making money, of course, you know, but it just comes with having fun and, and enjoying this whole thing. Um, but then you are always building your brand. You're always thinking about how is my company going to grow, right? Your company is your baby and, it, and you need to, um, you know, always be thinking of how do I get better venues? How do I get, you know, better DJs, better acts, better you know, better clients, more clients, you know, and the same way you have to be thinking, how can I get the right uh, partner? The reality is, I believe three is the best number. I think you are um, 
at a in a position where you are able currently to build something without the partnerships um, that is big enough for you not to share but there might be a day when you're interested and i'm going to explain a little bit about that too okay. i've been around for 25 years doing this right throwing parties yep. for 25 years so after 25 years of throwing parties now i'm married with three kids things change right so yep. so first of all one of the things is we've had a, we used to be three partners and then one of the partners left uh the city and and is doing well in orlando now also doing the same but we are here it, it's so two of us right but the okay. two of us um decided it was time for us to partner with um with a younger demographic correct okay um we needed new blood we needed people that were able to be at the parties every night and you know be be the face of the company basically right okay. um as we continue to operate the behind the scenes everything you know that you understand everything that people don't see yep. um which you spend most of your day doing right um yep. so so we found though, though those people and we've been doing that for the past two years right but okay. at this moment in time i am actually going through a change of that because these people um without having any you know we haven't had any arguments or anything we shook hands the way that you shook hands with with the owner of the venue um as you mentioned but they decided you know what they want to grow their own thing and build a brand that they feel that is their own they didn't feel like this was their brand even though we gave it you know all we could um for them to do so but they decided you know what uh, we want to build our own brand the reality with that is that it's 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 a it's a bad thing you know in the end because it's just it's an ego thing in the end yeah you know it has to do more with ego than anything the fact that if you're given the opportunity if you're somebody young and you're given the opportunity to be a part of something bigger than you you should take that mm -hmm. opportunity and, and 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 take that and be a part of that you know um yep. but um but i can't you know i'm not on both sides of the equation so i'm, I'm not able to understand uh, the way they might feel or whatsoever but i do believe that there are you know the right junior partners is how we would call those who would be okay. kind of just doing that part of the equation being at the clubs taking care of the the nights and and just being the face and and taking care of of the clientele and and the you know the night operation more than more than the whole operation yep. okay so so yeah so that's what i think about partnerships i i i recommend okay. it and at the same time it is hard to to find my partner who i've been partners with for 25 years bro like we're married you know what i mean like we have arguments that are like like probably like every other day we may have an argument but it really lasts yeah. 10 minutes and it's over you know like and it, it it's probably more discussions about business and whatever but we always do what's right for the company it's kind of like raising okay. a, a kid without being yep. married you know it's kind of like okay. all right let's see what dad thinks what mom thinks and in the end we both want what's best correct okay all right and my man you guys you guys have weekly meetings or is oh yes 100 okay. we never you know weekly meetings can't stop if you are not close to each other to be able to meet have a phone call <laughs> uh, yep. you know facetime it's better to see the faces than just hear the voices um and okay. definitely do not have meetings via text you do not understand what people are trying to say when they're texting 
you know yeah, the emotion behind the tag yes yeah. exactly so it's usually you know especially when it's business you may get the wrong yeah. idea of what the other person is saying and you don't want that you want it to be said you know you could say i hate you with a smile and it's not a bad thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so anyway angel i thank you so much man for being here today uh, why don't you tell everybody your your handles and where your parties are in in uh, minneapolis So my handles are for Instagram is DJ Angel Ramirez MPLS, which is for the city of Minneapolis. I might change it to MN soon, but DJ Angel Ramirez MPLS. You can find me on Facebook with under with that all that handle. Um, and our parties are in Minneapolis. Fridays we are in Uptown Minneapolis at the Mansion. Saturday at seven in Downtown Minneapolis. And another Saturday, the other event is in Rochester, Minnesota, at the Social right now for the winter, and then we're moving to a rooftop at H3. So awesome! It's a lot of a lot of stuff. I'm gonna going have on. to come over when it's not so cold. <laughs> so, summer, we actually it gets it gets hot here in the summer. There you go, awesome! So I have to pay. You gotta visit. enjoy. It, so. All right, Angel. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. You can find me at the Nightlife Entrepreneur on Instagram. You find the book on Amazon, The Nightlife Entrepreneur. You also Nightlife Entrepreneur. You also find all the other podcast episodes on nightlifepodcast.com and on YouTube as The Nightlife Podcast. So, yeah, th that sounded repetitive. Um, <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. Thank you, Angel. Yep, no problem. Peace.